I changed I changed things before you showed up, Andrew. So I just wanted to make sure. Um, oh no! Yeah, I I realized that uh, headphones are are wireless now, and I don't have to use the stupid cord. No, but that'll introduce delay. I do that already. Don't worry. I'm fine with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, my friend. I can't imagine the like one millisecond of delay from my headphones is going to really change things too much right yeah you're not editing you did sound genuinely concerned though so this is still got a wire i still got a wire on this guy so everything you're getting is is fully wire optimized <laughs> i'm not pleased seriously what's wrong with a bit of cord dangling down ah, it gets in the way it touches you it's like getting in front of the keyboard that i'm not using anyway it's just a big hassle <laughs> What's that coffee t-shirt? Is that coffee t-shirt? Dunkin' Donuts. America's oh, the favorite best. coffee. Is it America's yes. favorite coffee? It's my it favorite. says so on the shirt. I mean, that. how are you going to argue with that? That's true. And it's Have the best it, for Martin? dunking, right? Uh, no, I don't think I've had coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. I recall having donuts from there, but not the thing that you dunk it into. Well, like, if I can give my view on... This is important stuff. So, Dunkin' Donuts... It is, you know, it's the best coffee you can find in America, keeping in mind that all American coffee is garbage. Mm. So, that seems know, like it's a the fair, best fair assessment of garbage. Mm. In Seinfeldian terms, it's the half-eaten eclair that George Costanza pulls off the top of the rubbish bin. Yeah, it's probably fair. Okay, you know, it's like, when I found Dunkin' Donuts, I was like, this is amazing. Such good coffee. But it's like... Stockholm Syndrome. I'd been in America for a while at that point. I'd come to accept what American coffee was. And so it was the best. To be mm. fair, their donuts literally are the best. So it, it's not a bad combination. There was one that I, I, I've had a favorite, Dunkin' Donuts in Washington, D.C. Oh, I could go there now. I know just the place. I could take you to it. So what, is, what makes it the best coffee, though? I don't know. It's just got a good flavor. They serve it in relatively large cups. It's um, it's been a while a re- since I've had it, so it's, it's, it's nostalgic. It's, it's a romantic it's image of, a of you walking around memory. with your jumbo cup. Yeah, you feel like you're a man about town. You know, you're sort of cruising the cold because I'm always always in America in cold weather as well. So you felt like more important kind of walking the streets with coffee cup. Actually, that reminds me in New York City. I remember in New York City there became there was a favorite coffee shop I found, just an independent one, and. Tell you what, New Yorkers, man. I got in such good conversations with some of them online, as they would say. Um, just like, and this New Yorker guy was just like, hey, I can't even do the New York accent, but you're from Australia? <laughs> wow. I was like, yeah. And I found this place. Like, I'm in the hotel around the corner and I found this place and I like it. I'll be coming here every morning. He's like, this is the best coffee for blocks. You are so lucky you found this place, man. <laughs> And I was like, this is a New York experience. I'm loving it. Okay, I want to make sure I have the image correct. You're there on the street with your Dunkin' Donuts coffee and presumably a donut in tow as well. Well, this is not Dunkin' Donuts. This is an independent one in New York. Oh, independent. My apologies. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. alternative beverage slash 
donut. Uh, are you carrying slash wearing a briefcase, Gore-Tex jacket and necktie? <laughs> no, because I was on holiday. So uh, I was in, I was in, you so know, all car- cargo pants and, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Probably still a Gore-Tex actually. If you come to think of it, it was a puffy jacket. Yes, <laughs> I did have a puffer jacket. It was, I think it was a North Face. I just assume when you travel, your ties just were a little bit thinner. I thought that was the only difference. <laughs> or were they thicker on vacation? I'm not really sure how ties work. So, Martin, that topic already wasn't on the rundown sheet, so I'm sorry. We've already digressed. <laughs> That's okay. For someone who loves organization, uh, you love to stray from it. That's okay. I love I chatting mind. with you guys more, even more. I know. I, <laughs> I love you both, too. That's nice. <laughs> Do you do you want to talk about any of the nine hundred and eleven things that are on the um, sheet? This is like the biggest sheet of things ever. Well, I'd like to address the first point really quickly, and when I say really quickly, I mean it because every other podcast with uh, nerdy people on it is going to dissect this topic endlessly. In fact, they already have. We're late to the party, so there's just been an Apple event. I want to know: Have either of you? committed mentally to ordering any of the products that either are or aren't available yet. I don't know about Andrew, Jason, I saw some really enthusiastic messages in all caps that everything would be bought. Elaborate. Yes, yes. everything will be bought. Um, also, I think I did the little uh, message effect, right? Uh, and you know it's serious business when you do a message effect because it takes a little bit of work to get that happening, right? You got multiple taps involved there. So quickly as quickly as i can anyway um yeah everything was i thought it was a great event i think everything has fine like this format is solid it has just this was it this was the like the pinnacle of they finally got it like this felt right it was an hour it was super tight there was a ton of crap in it but it didn't feel to me anyway that it was like too overly jam-packed um yeah it just felt really really good i i I love their video work that they do it's just it's just great um as far as buying stuff oh crap i should just like fedex you my apple card now so it's out of the house because it's it's over with we've got we got the air tags i'm buying the hell out of those getting getting a four pack of the air tags love them um, I, we have tiles currently tile being the kind of thing in that space forever. Um, and they're okay. They sort of almost work most of the time, which is about the most I can say for it. I had one in a bag years ago that got stolen and it never worked. It never told me where the hell this bag went that got stolen. So it was like, Okay, well, that was kind of a waste, but you you had one job tile. Yeah, exactly. That's what it felt like. It was like it got stolen. Uh, It was in in San Francisco. Somebody broke into the car, stole the bag. And I was like, ah, you know, everything's gone. But I was like, oh, I had a tile in there. Holy crap. This is like this is their commercial. Never worked. Six months later, I got a thing that said where the tile was. And it was like, what am I going to do now? Go find it in a dumpster. I don't care useless so anyway i'm not saying the air tag one's gonna be any better but like the way that it does the the u1 chip where you're kind of doing like a a dowsing rod situation that's just like so cool so i'm into it they're 
they're as far as I'm concerned, compared to a tile, they're actually cheaper than the tiles I use now, which I'm shocked that they're cheaper. They're $29, which is not cheap, but the tile pro or whatever the hell I have now is like $37 or something. So I don't, I'm kind of shocked that they're that in a, you know, quote inexpensive for what they are. Anyway, I've talked about air tags for 20 minutes now. Um, Apple TV 4k. I mean, it was the most boring, you know, meh thing I've uh, in the event. I honestly feel like that part could have just been left out because you updated to a, you know, an A series chip from two and a half years ago, which means we could have had that two and a half years ago and a new remote that I don't, I'm not bothered by the current remote anyway. So whatever. Anyway, are we going to get one? Yes, because we still have the, um, we skipped the 4k that's out that was out previous to just now. So we still have just 1080p on a 4k TV. So it's like, okay, we'll get 4k now. I don't know. That was, that was a pretty big letdown. I thought in terms of what it was, that's the most, that's the most disappointing spend of like 250 bucks ever. It really is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, boys will buy it. We, we've Stupid been, Apple. Yeah, we've been holding out on the current, you know, 4k Apple TV. Cause it's like, well, surely there's going to be another one at some point. And, and uh, woohoo it's here, I guess. So I wish I could buy it without the damn remote and get, $59 off, but whatever. The remote's the best bit. What are you talking about? But it's the thrill, honestly, living on the edge of which way is it going to be? Again, Am I just... Am I going to have to turn oh, the remote? Right, I, yeah. I don't have a problem with the remote. I don't know. I Everybody seems to have an issue with it, and I'm like, it's fine. The, the amount I use a remote is not very much. It's Martin's couch, couch casino. He's like, whoa, 50-50, which is going to be the trackpad? Yes, Honestly, winner. people carry on like it's the biggest issue ever. I mean, I can see how there are some failings of the, well, then, you know, uh, current Siri remote. It happened to me occasionally. And, you know, when it did happen, I went, huh, silly me. And I moved on. The world didn't collapse. I remember that there was famine elsewhere in the world and I didn't complain about it. Stop being an apologist. That was a hot piece of garbage. It's not the best, but it's not <laughs> egregious. Yeah, I mean it. It, anyway. it it works, and the amount you use in, in the Apple TV world, the amount you use that accessory compared to something like a computer, like you know, if if a if if my Magic Keyboard were were not great, I would probably be upset because that's the only thing I really use constantly. But with the remote, don't care. But wow. I guess we'll get a new one. Wow. Um, Are you buying seven IMAX? Oh my gosh, the iMac. So let me just actually, the iPad, M1 and the iPad, cool. I don't need it. So I'm not, you know, if you need an iPad, holy crap. I, I can't believe there's there's that much power in a friggin' I, I, uh, I'm sorry, what did I say? iPad. I can't believe there's that much power in an iPad. And it's, I kind of didn't expect that, honestly. I didn't, I'm surprised there's now M1... You can get effectively, you know, the same in air quotes, power performance stuff in an iPad, a MacBook Air, a MacBook Pro, and now an iMac all have the same heart and soul. It's just, it's pretty crazy. I mean, we, I guess we knew this was coming, but somehow now that it's actually here, it feels very cool. Like this is the future. 
that we actually have the same thing across this whole platform. And I just feel like we haven't seen anything yet. We keep thinking like, oh, these chips are so cool. They're so fast and quiet. Something big is coming that I don't think anyone sees with this unified architecture. I'm not even going to try to guess what it is, but I think we're going to be really, really shocked in the coming years in terms of what this all means in terms of unification across the platform. Um, but yeah, M1 iPad, great. Are you going to buy an iMac? These iMacs are gorgeous, first of all. And yes, I am throwing everything on my desk away and replacing it with a fully specced orange iMac. 24 inch M1. Good color choice. Big news. You heard it here first, everybody. Holy crap. I am I am shocked that I'm saying this. My wife is shocked that I'm saying this, but wow. Yeah, the Mac Mini going away. Giant monitor I have going away. Speakers going away. It's all coming down to this amazing new iMac. Wow. Joining the M1 party. This is it. This is my entrance into M World. Well and done. those colors. Oh, I want oh, all of them. Every single one. I want, the, I want the purple one. It was it was a tough decision. Like with the phones, had there been an orange phone, no problem. Would have been there in a second. But there wasn't, so I went with the green. Then the computers now with the IMAX having the orange one, it was like, well, that's done. I'm getting the orange one. But if there weren't the orange, wow. I don't know what these... I, maybe I'd go green again, but the blue looks good. The yellow, they all look so good. I cannot wait to see all of them in a store just in a row. Oh, it's going to look great. What I enjoyed most about the presentation when it came to the IMAX was the very deliberate, I wouldn't say it was heavy handed, but somewhat subtle homage to the original sort of IMAX colors ad where they're all spinning around. Yeah. There's a particular shot where you see them flipping almost like cards, which mimics the way the bubbles were spinning. And I went, Fantastic. You know, it goes beyond just the Rainbow Apple logo or the hello and the flying ribbon gymnastic stuff that they're doing. It was actually in the ad. So I love that consistency, like over 20 years later. It's great. I liked the way they did the ads this time too, where it used to be they would say, you know, and we've made a great commercial and we can't wait for you to see. Like it was this very like deliberate transition from presentation to commercial. But the commercials just felt like extra presenters this time, where it was just roll right into the next thing, like the couch thing. I thought that was hilarious. The guy like fell on the couch and was flying around in there. And that was, I thought that was great. But it, it never felt like an ad. It just kind of felt like this is another presenter almost. Yeah, you don't have to have Phil Schiller bolting off stage because they're running behind time. It's just a cross-dissolve transition or something. Just incidentally, I haven't rewatched it. So I only watched it first thing this morning while I was making school lunches, right? So I had the iPad at the kitchen as I was spreading Vegemite on bread. Um, was Tim Cook, you know the Tim Cook ad where he w- went Mission Impossible style into the room? Yeah. Mission Implausible, they call it. <laughs> was he still, was he wearing the same outfit in that that he was in the intro video when he's walking down the path? Because I was like, I think he's wearing the same kind of like, and I thought that was kind of like, a, if, it, if it was the case, it's pretty clever kind of nod to being like the same time, same day, maybe. I don't know if it was the same, but it was definitely a very nondescript 
dark motif dark. thing. And he was well, looking just, ripped. Oh, my just God. before he um, just before he announced the purple iPhone, he walked past a purple plant. I don't know if you oh, noticed. Oh, really? So <laughs> yeah, you sort of wonder. I think I think I, there's a few Easter eggs, perhaps. He was looking. He's definitely been doing the um, Apple Fitness program. Oh, Apple Fitness goodness. Plus is is working for him for sure. <laughs> I need to know the secret because he is looking lean, trim. Whew. It's all those mindful cool downs. They help. One, the one last thing that I don't even have to buy because it comes with it, uh, the Touch ID keyboard. I thought that was friggin' sweet. I never thought we would actually get a, a Touch ID sensor in a keyboard that was wireless, but here we are. So that's pretty cool. Because, I mean, the the watch unlock, as great as it is, it's like 98%. It's one of those features that you get so used to it working that when it doesn't work, it really is jarring. And I just feel like at this point with things like Face ID and Touch ID on different devices, whatever the ID is you're using, passwords are just like, can we just be done with this already? Like, I I have this stupidly long, complex password that I type in. I just don't want to type in passwords anymore. So having the Touch ID thing is just... Uh, one step further towards that realization of of no more passwords. And can I ask? They know seem like with the iMac, they spent a lot of time promoting a lot of time relatively because it was short, but a lot of time promoting kind of the the continuity handoff stuff, like yeah. it was something new. Yeah, like, I do that now with all my stuff, and there's Intel chips in this iMac. So like, what? Why did they pump that? I have a feeling, just to offer this, I mean, it's not like Apple Keynotes weren't watched very broadly before, but I feel like more and more people from beyond the sphere are watching it now that they seem to have shifted the attention to their YouTube channel. I mean, it doesn't really happen through the Apple TV app anymore or the, sorry, or the events app. You can watch it through the website. So I have a feeling that a lot more of the not so Mac nerdy people are watching it. And it's something that's established for us. But since they're pushing Big Sur, the whole hardware software service integration. It's just a reminder, hey, here's all the cool stuff you don't get elsewhere. That's all I can really offer. I think it's a reminder to others. I think too, it's probably a little bit of a pushback on a lot of the like, like these bullshit Intel ads and stuff that have been going on lately. That is like all this, oh, this PC's better than a whatever. It's like app, they've never really done that kind of here's features that we do that other people don't do kind of situation. So it might be a little bit of that as well. I, I don't know, but it is. It did seem kind of like I I do continuity and and keep in the the clipboard thing constantly. But it, it's probably I think you're right, Martin. It's like this is such a more mainstream thing now that I could see that easily being a thing where people now have a Mac and a phone and don't realize. Oh, that's why the little icon keeps popping up in my dock when I'm on my phone and email. Like I just click that and boom, there it is. So it's probably just a little positive reinforcement of there's a lot of cool stuff that is in these devices that most people probably don't know about and it sells the narrative that they're all on the same chips even though that really doesn't have anything to do with it it's like oh it's all connected yeah right i don't know if i mean you guys both have m1s have you noticed anything different in that respect of like now it hands off faster or does that it's kind of the same i would imagine i I think so I get annoyed with the AirPods constantly trying to switch. Mm. Like, it seems like every time I have my AirPods playing anywhere near my um, MacBook, it's like saying, AirPods nearby. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. just leave me alone. That could be some refinement. AirPods nearby 10, 10 minutes later. 
It's like, yeah, go away. So Jason's buying everything. Andrew? Well, I'm... AirTags, yeah, I like them. Like, I have a little Chipolo thing at the moment. It's a little key ring thing that goes on my keys because I constantly lose my keys. But that's about the only thing I lose. And so... The Chipolo one, though, that one's supposed to work with the Find My stuff now anyway, right? Or... Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. It's actually, it's battery's flat at the moment, just incidentally, so it won't work at all. I need to really replace that. Um, so, I don't know, I'm not that fussed about them, because that's the only thing. I only lose my keys, and they're only ever lost, like, in the house. Um, so, it's kind of like, it's cool, but I don't really see a place in my life for them. Um, like, I'd be happy to have some, just because of the novelty, but... Yeah, I just like the fact that they, re- they replace something I already have, but I feel like it's going to be a much better version of what I already... Uh, the the iMac, obviously, I'm not in the market for another computer, and the, I only bought... I've got an Intel iMac, but it's not that old yet, and it's got a bigger screen, and it's just fine, so... And I've got a million USB 2 devices plugged into the back of it, so I'd be kind of stuffed anyway if I tried to switch to a new iMac, so that's off the table. But what I am interested in is an iPad. Mm. And it's almost like my iPad today knew because I, <laughs> I used my iPad this morning to watch the keynote. Right. And then as soon as I watched the keynote, I put it away and left and it just was left sitting there until this afternoon. And I quickly pulled it up to look at something else. And the battery had gone from like 75% to about 22%. It had been doing nothing all day in that. And, battery just draining away it's like it saw that ad it saw the it displayed its you know its antecessor pre is that the opposite for predecessor antecedent antecedent you know what i'm talking about the one that will come next it it itself displayed the ipad pro and that crushed its soul and the battery now is just cactus so I am really interested. And as I was watching the iPad ad, the iPad Pro presentation, I was like, this is really cool, but this is way too much iPad. Like, I do not do any graphics work. I've got no graphics skill. I don't make movies. I don't do anything arty at all with an iPad. I don't need this. Like, I need, like the iPad Air is clearly the one that I need. And this Pro is going to be totally out of my price range because look at what they're putting on it. And then I went to the website and priced the two up. And there's like 300 bucks difference or something between the Air and the Pro. And it's like, well, I might as well just get the Pro. Well, I, I, I can definitely say that the Pro, it'll last you forever. I mean, I, I honest the way I, if, if you had a 2018 iPad Pro, the first, the first flat edge one, yep. it's still more than you really need it's it's kind of insane and now with the the m1 thing like holy crap that thing's gonna last you you're gonna wear through the screen with your finger before you even yeah and plus that that it'll be the battery the battery will die first oh yeah for sure battery will be long gone so are you buying one well (laughs) not only am you asked earlier are we mentally committed martin feld not only am i mentally committed I am YNAB committed. Oh, there is a line item with sufficient funds set aside for an iPad Pro and potentially even a Magic Keyboard. I checked my current usage. I only need 256 gig based on my current usage. I'll get that. 
I, I quoted myself on the cellular just because, you know, I always seem to get cellular in the end. So why fight it? 5G. Right. I'm, I'm willing to be convinced on that one. Um, unfortunately, 5G. it's only like 5G. Yeah. Big 5G. deal, man. 5G. No, I'm in Australia. I know. Every time I hear 5G, it's, it's, it's the worst thing you could argue at me about a device is 5G. I'm like... 4G, like, sh- tell me when 4G gets here, because that's a load of crap to also. So 5G is just like, okay, so my I get worse signal and worse battery life. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. And I've still got to rely on the Perth to Singapore C-Link anyway, so whoop-de-doo. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy an iPad. Definitely going to buy one of those. Apple TV, Apple TV, I really like it. But before I buy a new Apple TV, I need to buy a new TV because we've still got like a 1080p TV, which is a piece of garbage, so old. But so there's no point upgrading that. Although I was tempted to buy just a remote alone to get rid of that stupid current piece of junk. You can frame it when you're finished with it, put it on the wall. I can see that, uh, oh no, wait. I can see that Jason has a remote behind him, but that's the older, older Apple TV remote. Oh, the good one. Oh. Uh, yeah, the silver one. That the one that worked. That one. Yeah, there it is. Nice the one. one that had buttons and you could feel it in the dark and know what you were pushing. Yeah, that one. Yeah, fueled by a coin cell battery that children swallow, just like the all new AirTags. Yeah, I, look at that. People are going to be so happy that they can replace a battery. Oh my gosh. Yay. It's very un-Apple, isn't it? I would have thought there'd be a little, you plug it into a little... Lightning adapter or something. I f- I thought for sure because they didn't say anything. I figured it was going to be just stick it on a on a like a MagSafe puck or whatever, and it would just charge that way. Um, so yeah, that's my shopping list. That leaves one of us, Martin Feld. What are you doing? Look, I, I might buy an AirTag. I suppose I'd like to try it. I, I might have to skip on the over five hundred dollar Hame. Uh, key tag accessory thing that they sell. I don't know if you looked at that. Oh, yeah, you got to get that. Yeah, that's... Is it really $500? There are three different options, and I think there's an even more expensive one. It's just, I don't know, I think it's lovingly made by a lonely Frenchman somewhere by hand out of some horse material. I don't know. I think think there is a more expensive one that you can only get at their store or something like that. So That sounds appealing in a... Somebody would just steal your air tag, wouldn't they? Yeah, I can't imagine hanging a, a $700 AirTag off of my suitcase. Like, what? No. If you have a $700 AirTag on your suitcase, you're flying privately, and no one's touching your stuff except, like, the the guy flying the plane. Like, give me a break. No, no. Stop that. That is not... Mm-mm. It reeks of, like, 24-karat gold Apple Watch, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. So, yeah, I may or may not buy that... Uh... AirTag accessory. I'm actually most, uh, while I would gladly have everything on the list, but I obviously don't need everything, I am most excited for Jason's most boring product, the Apple TV 4K, uh, just because I have a 4K TV that I've never seen 4K on and that guts me. Um, Anyway, moving on from that, as much as I love all the MG Ziegler, you know, and other blogger predictions of how there should be some sort of home hub enabled super speaker soundbar Apple TV experience that blows up everything else. Um, I kind of worry that that just ends up being another super expensive thing like the home pod that a lot of people don't buy. So I'm not saying that they shouldn't do something like that in the future, but I was just really, really happy that even though it's still a somewhat older chip, they updated it, 
They change the remote. I'm going to have a better experience on my TV and I can kind of maintain the status quo of the setup that I like. I like my TV. I like the HomePod speakers there. It just slots in and makes everything faster and better. So I'm thrilled not to have to spend too much money on something that will enhance what I already have. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, it's only boring in the sense that it's been so long that the old Apple 4K TV, it just was like to wait that long to then just get a spec bump on the chip to a chip that's already two and a half years old just felt kind of like, so the product is you made a new remote, I guess. And by the way, we ran out of the A10 chips. So now it's an A, it's the, it's the next oldest A chip that's about to go EOL. So here it is. Cause it's, you know, two bucks. It's not like they were like, here's the new Apple TV. By the way, it has an M1 in it and it can like do all this stuff. And I get that the Apple TV doesn't need a lot of juice for what it's doing. Like pushing 4K video is not that big of a deal anymore. But, you know, I look at Apple Arcade and like some of these games that are coming out on Apple Arcade now, I feel like it's really starting to be like console quality type of stuff. And then you give me a a chip on the place where I would naturally want to play an Apple arcade game that's two and a half years old. When I have in my tiny iPhone mini, this, you know, a 14 bionic super chip, whatever. And it just like, it kind of ruins the, now I'm stuck with this Apple TV. That's not going to get updated for eight more years. I sort of think maybe it's strategic. They don't want to cannibalize their iPhone sales for gamers. Maybe, you know, they don't want to make it too good. It's either super intelligent and thought out or they just couldn't be bothered. It's probably more Tim Cook, like used, like Jason said, use the cheapest chip possible. We got, we got a contract to sell another 3 million of these things and or buy another 3 million. Yeah. Put them somewhere. Yep. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. But I'm, I am happy that I will have 4K Apple TV, I guess. I think that's cool. I do think that screen, that screen measure thingy was pretty cool, like the calibration tool i think that's that was super clever i mean if you look at screen calibration tools like hardware solutions they're super expensive and not you know trivial to use you have to basically know what the hell you're doing and be some kind of professional screen calibrator so now to just say like hey hold your phone up to your screen it's gonna flash some stuff and then theoretically it's gonna make your TV look a little better because no one changes TV settings. I mean, unless you're uber nerd going in there, digging around and, you know, changing all that stuff, people get it from the, out of the box. It's probably the worst vivid crap mode and that's it. And they just kind of walk away and they're like, Oh, this must be HDR 10 that everybody talks about. And it's like, no, that's like the garbage in the store mode. You got to go in display mode. Yeah. Yeah. Store mode. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's cool. I've always been curious about people who would actually willingly choose the cool option because it just makes everything look like a Nordic Noir. Unless you want to make Nordic Noir even more depressing or tense, then I don't know why you would choose that. Yeah, they're, the, all of the options are generally pretty bad. It's like there's Vivid, which is just really, really terrible. And then there's like Game Mode, which I don't think anybody really fully understands. And then, yeah. There's, Usually movie. Or oh, yeah. Cin- or cinema. Like cinema Mode. And also, who's changing stuff from from thing to thing? Like, I'm going to play a game. Oh, let me go to game mode. Oh, I'm going to watch a movie. Let me go to cinema mode. Like, nobody's doing that. They leave it on one of them and then move on. So until the device is 
smart enough, which now that brings up another thing with this remote is there's a dedicated TV power button, but like TVs already do that through CEC anyway. So why do I need this like ugly power button in the corner? I was super thrilled to see that because whenever I, I mean, I have the CEC set up, so I click the TV button on the current Siri remote and it generally turns the TV on and off with the Apple TV. But like you said, with the Apple watch unlock one out of every 10 times, it won't. Oh, okay. And then I have to walk up and grab the other one. So for me, I'm, I'm equally confused, but it's my insurance policy not to pick up the stupid plastic one across the room. If it's still HDMI CEC, though, it's still guaranteed to be garbage. Like, CEC is the most unreliable technology ever foisted upon us, I think. Like, I, I have basically, I've turned off CEC on some of my devices because it just doesn't work. And then you get, like, I get a crap, you know, it is an older TV, right? So even with, with CEC turned on, I do the volume, and I use the volume through a receiver. So the receiver correctly turns the volume up, the TV knows that it's not doing volume, yet it still displays its on-screen graphic for its own volume thing, even though it's, like, not actually changing. And it's like, oh, just go away. My, so. my poor mother, um, and she tolerates this. I don't think she even finds it annoying because she's a very patient, good person that way, but it infuriates me inside. And not inside, I vocalize it too. Um, there's a message displayed on the TV, not available. Not available. Every t- I'm like, no, it is available. It's just not through you. Shut up, television. Yeah, I think I that now that you're saying all that, that I do recall that from the, uh, our old TV. You did that as well. It would, yeah, because it was disabled, but it would pop up and say like volume disabled, volume disabled. It's like, yeah, that's because I disabled it. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for the tip. Excellent. Okay, well that's the quick uh, opening segment. All right, so that's the show. As, as the editor, I declare that the show complete. There you go. There's the hard cut line. Um, so what from the, the bucket do we want next? Oh, it's obvious what we want next. You know what we want next, Martin. Jason and I both want it. Yes. Uh, is that Baby Corner? It is. It is? This is it where is. I get to make the joke that a couple months ago you bought a Mac Mini, and then for some reason you just got another <laughs> Mac Mini. That's true. <laughs> Yes, it's very true. What would you like to know? I don't know if he's awake, but we can see. What are the specs? So you got an M1 in there. What's what are what's the what's the specs on this thing? Okay, so um, yes, indeed, we had a baby. It's a son. We called him Mac, and you may call him Mac Mini. Other people have dubbed him Big Mac, Mac Truck, Junior Mac, or MacGyver. It's up to you. Uh, in terms of specs, uh, born at 2.9 kilograms. Sorry for the metric. I don't know how to say it otherwise. Uh, 51 centimeters in length, and I think a 34 centimeter head circumference. So that pits it above an M1 Mac. We're talking F1, Feld 1 in this case, super high speed. How was the foot um, size? That's the big question. The foot size was as expected for an infant. I don't... <laughs> No, with the exact measurements. I'm were. just thinking the felled foot being planted down. You know, it's uh, yeah. Well, that's where um, that's where the important aspects lay. I'll tell you what. Even though he's not capable of standing and walking yet, um, he hopefully will be in the future. That's how it works generally. Um, he is very good with kicking. Like he's he's really launching that foot. So I yeah. feel like he's working up to crushing uh, inferior um, others. Is that how it works? I, I didn't come up with the felled foot. Yeah, he'll be sta- he'll be st- he'll be putting the foot down any day now. Uh, but all jokes aside, we're absolutely thrilled with him. It's um, 
uh, probably the best thing that's ever happened in my life. I'm really, really absolutely thrilled. Got parental leave at the moment, making the most of this um, earlier time. Um, the funny thing about the name, if you'd like to know, uh, it actually started off as a bit of a joke from me. I was before you know Natasha was even pregnant, if you don't mind me sharing this, I was coming up with joke names like, oh, what if his, you know, if it were a son, what if his first name were Mac and the middle initials were OS? So it'd be like Mac OS Feld. And she thought it was funny. <laughs> right. And then because we're Seinfeld fans, it was like, oh, what if the middle name were Sign and then Feld and ha ha ha, all that. But then it uh, occurred to Natasha, she went, oh, well, Mac actually means son of. Like it's actually a name and she liked the sound of it. And then we made his uh, middle names, John and Peter, who are my late grandfathers. So it actually means son of and then their names, which the family was thrilled with. So we're very happy with that. So it's a name that we like. It kind of pays homage to the nerddom that I've always had and uh, wraps up with the family as well. So for all the people out there who might have gone, oh, God, of course, Martin thought of that. It actually wasn't my idea originally. So... I don't know if that means I've infected Natasha too much with it, but we're happy with it. I'm really glad you're not a PC guy because PC, PC Feld, you know, is kind of not, not as cool. This is our son, Acer. <laughs> exactly. His well, sister-to-be, Asus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better, than, it's better than iPod Hi-Fi, so good job. I just feel sorry for the little brother who's going to be named iPad. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the initials could spell that. Who knows? You know, the world's our oyster. But yeah, he's adorable. Um, I don't know. Just a sec. Natasha? Natasha? She's sleeping. She's asleep. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. If they that's wake a, up. That's a mother's prerogative. To sleep at any point in which she can during the first months of a newborn. It's a sight. Hit that's the right. pillow. Yeah, I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to no. push it if he's up. Maybe well, I, I just yeah, want to say... I want to say on behalf of the entire Hemispheric Views world, congratulations to you, Martin and Natasha. You've done a Thank good you job. Very much. It's great to have another listener. We hope he's downloading it already. Um, and we encourage him to buy us a coffee whenever he's ready to do so. Well, once I start giving him pocket money... No, but thank you very much. We appreciate it. And um, yeah, it's been excellent so far, even with some sleeplessness. I have a question for you. We just spent our quick 48 minutes talking about the things that we said were going to be very fast. So what would you do right now if I came into your home, took all of your Macs and or iPhones and said, okay, now you have to go buy new stuff from somewhere else. What would you do? What would you buy today? If you weren't allowed for some reason to buy Apple stuff, like seriously, just to be clear, just to be clear, are we just talking about Mac and iPhone? We're not getting into the rest of the ecosystem. Like we're, we're assuming those are the two main devices. Yeah. Like, let's just pretend that you, all you really have is computers. Like, I don't really care about, you know, oh, I'm going to replace my HomePod with a, like, whatever. There's ancillary crap, but it's like the main stuff, right? Like your computer, your laptop that you use every day. If you had to go buy, you know, something else, what would you buy? And what would you use? Would you use Windows? Would you use Linux? What would you do? And then from a phone standpoint, there aren't really a lot of options, obviously. But I'm just, I, I thought about this the other day. Like, what if for some reason, you know, the company decided that 
they are going to do something and you just are no longer aligned with their values. What would you do? I know it's really, I'm having a struggle of a time myself thinking about it, but it just occurred to me with and it's. I think it's a lot of the whole, this Amazon crap, everything stems from that, right? Where I've, I've had to find other means of ways to do things. And it just occurred to me that I, I just take for granted that Apple and I are still on, you know, even, uh, what am I trying to say? We, we still share mostly overlapping values in, in what's going on. They don't do everything perfect. No one does, but you know, if they decided tomorrow that, you know, we want, we're, we're, we're taking back everything we say about green energy and we're going to start putting PVC and BPR and arsenic and everything we make. And it's like, well, shit, I don't want that. I'm going to go somewhere else. And children will be installing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If it just, if everything went off the rails and you had to do something else, what would you, what would you use? I mean, I guess start with maybe, I don't know what's easier. I guess the phone part's easier because there really is less options there. But for me, I figured, I think for like a computer, I guess I would just try to get like the nicest PC hardware I could get. And I think maybe I would try to just use Linux because I, I just, I'm really not into windows. I probably could get by with Linux. I think I haven't, I mean, I don't use it day to day seriously, but I think I'd probably do that. And then for a phone, I really, I don't have an answer. I'm, I'm curious if you guys have ever thought like, I'd probably try this phone. Cause I just, none of them, none of the companies and or phones that I see feel like things I would want to use. I don't know. I have you, an answer for you. Okay, go ahead. As far as the Mac thing goes, I'll just be upfront and say that uh, even though the iPhone is the thing that I carry around with me every day and arguably has a lot more practical things away from home, uh, the Mac is far more personally important to me as the digital hub, to use that older term, and also um, the thing that's the most versatile or productive and also the most nostalgic. So I'd be way more distraught about losing the Mac than the iPhone, as you know, annoying as either of them would be. I'd probably do the same thing as you moving to some sort of Linux thing that would ape the look of a Mac. Um, But uh, as far as the iPhone goes, I would actually consider going to Australia Post and buying a cheap big button phone and just getting out of smartphones. And I'm not joking. Purely because all of the things that I enjoy about using a phone are pretty much to do with the iPhone. I've gone into different shops. I've scrolled through the latest Samsung, whatever and everything. And I'm not saying, I'm not just trying to be annoying or uh sort of uh what am i trying to say here i'm not trying to fire things up right i just don't think it's particularly nice i don't really like the uis i don't enjoy the feeling of it so given that i'm already trying to moderate technology usage on something that i love why would i invest in a whole new environment which is probably not as good in terms of privacy and i just have to manage more stuff and move everything over I'd probably just go back to digging out an old iPod, syncing some music to it if I ever wanted music, and carrying a camera when I when you take when I want to take photos. That would be it. So I would take a full step back from mobile use in general and just avoid plunging into another huge ecosystem with endless email accounts and password management, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That would probably be what I would do. I would just step back from technology in general. It's a separate phone. It's an iPod. It's a separate camera. Exactly. Are you getting it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Three separate devices, <laughs> and that's 
But that's the thing about the iPhone. It's so central to our lives now. But really, if you had to give it up, you would just have a more inconvenient family of different devices that all do their own things particularly well. The Mac is this wonder box that sits on your desk or goes in your bag, which really has form factors and usage inputs and keyboards that are more powerful or extensible than an iPhone in some ways, physically. That's the way I see it. Yeah. If I had to do it, I I think... For phone-wise, I feel the same way as you, Martin. The computer would be more of a loss and I'd be curled up in a corner crying for weeks and months and just thinking my life's not worth living and I'm sad. But be that as it may, in terms of phone, not such a big deal. I actually downloaded that Samsung Android demo app. Yeah, And that is the most that I think I've ever used Android. Um, what was that like? That what, was, what was the, what was the like, kind of experience it was kind of, end on that. it was kind of fun like that they'd done a good job with the demo like some of the little you know gag message threads that were in there and all that were quite fun um and it was it was fine i was like this is actually okay uh i was like i can see how people use this and survive on it it seemed like android like i have used it very little a long time ago usually i'd pick up a friend of mine's phone and just kind of like poke around on it and would always get off put by the weird blue coloring that the screens always seem to have like non-natural blue colorings and the bad scrolling and go here you go you can take your android phone back um but it's probably come a long way since then in terms of the hardware and the the software was fine so i'm sure i could live with it uh the thing i'd miss most probably is the apps that the ios platform has that aren't on android like omnifocus and that kind of thing um so yeah i I could survive pc wise i'd probably have to go back to a pc i'd probably try and find like a like a lenovo thinkpad or something because i remember back in the day the thinkpads were supposed to be kind of like the best ipads and i had all the best laptops and i had one for one point in time in my working career so i'd probably go back to that and try and survive on windows i i was a windows user a long time ago so get back into hacking the registry or whatever they do these days. <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't entice me. I, I know whenever I have a surface for work at the moment and that like they, they provide it to me and basically it just sits on the shelf and it's I, I boot it up very occasionally just so they know that it's still alive in case they, they have any monitoring stuff on it that I'm still working. But mostly I do all my work from my Macs. Uh Thankfully, that could be done now with all the cloud services. But yeah, the the Surface, I hate it. I try and use, I try and use Windows. I hate that. It's also finicky. Uh, I don't get the Windows Explorer and how like, how do I just get two Finder window like Windows Explorer windows on the screen really quickly at the same time, and it's just fiddly as anything. And no proxy um, icon. No proxy icon. No, not even Quick View. Quick view is the thing that really gets me about Windows. Not yeah. the, the amount of times I hit spacebar on a file and nothing happens. It's amazing. Like, oh my god, that is I can't believe that hasn't been copied. That is the most fundamentally useful productivity boost ever. Quick view and some form of like a spot whatever you use spotlight launch bar whatever the hell one you use but yep. just something like that that is so incredibly fast and seem you don't even know you're doing it it just doesn't seem to exist in other places 
at least they put carpet around the keys on the keyboard. I like the carpet. That's great. It's to catch all your crumbs. You just vacuum it. So it's a good question. I would be, I'd be so sad. And just think, you'd have to use crappy trackpads for the rest of your life. Ugh, yeah. I, I found this thought experiment to be very eye-opening in the sense of how little there is out there in terms of competition in, in across the board, really. Um, for the phone stuff, I, I, I feel like I would, I'm kind of in the camp with you guys where maybe I would go with a dumb phone. But I probably would... I. I would be more inclined to just say like, well, yeah, I would just get an Android phone. The problem there with me is just the direct tie-in to Google and how it's like everything has to go through Google now. And I'm just, I'm not comfortable with that personally. I don't use any Google stuff. So I wouldn't want to have to say like, oh, great. Now I have to go, you know, transition everything over to Google because I don't feel like that's like a better option for me personally. Or my other option is then Samsung and I don't fundamentally agree with them as a company. So I, that kind of puts you back at what else is there? There is no other OS that's mobile that I'm aware of anyway. We used to have kind of three or four, but we don't anymore. We really only have the two. So I it, it has opened my eyes in some respects to some of the arguments people have about, you know, what Apple is doing versus Google is doing and how there really aren't a lot of other options. So I, I kind of get where they're coming from. I think a lot of it's still overblown, but I mean, that's just personal beliefs. Um, but there really just is not a lot of options. And there's a lot of pressure on Apple, isn't there, to actually keep doing this and keep doing it well? Because, yeah, the, just think how many stranded people there would be like us, just like. Well, it's just the, and that's the thing. I mean, what I said before wasn't just because uh, all hail Apple, they do everything correctly and I never want to leave. It's it's just the friction of having to move. So Jason's totally right with the whole, you know, Google, do you want to be part of their thing or Samsung or whatever? But just the fact of we have these entire lives bound up with certain services and why would you want to move everything and risk? It's just painful. And, you know, Apple has caught flack before about, you know, killing things like Aperture or uh, different software or services that's been left in the past. But look at Google's track record of things that get killed. You go through the effort of moving everything and then, oh, no, we're not into that anymore. Move on. And it gets added to the graveyard. It's just I wouldn't be personally motivated to move everything and go through it all over again. Yeah, it's it's I don't I don't remember why this came up in my mind totally, but I really feel like I would be pretty damn lost. I really don't know what I there's no clear like, oh, I would just go get this other thing. I mean, there's nothing as nice on either the hardware or the software side. There just isn't. You you would have to cast aside all of your earthly possessions, walk into the forest and reconnect with nature. You can't do anything else. No other devices will satisfy you. It's really horrible. I'm actually, I'm, I'm, to, to coin a phrase from you, Martin, of a few episodes ago, I'm shook. Shook. <laughs> hey, can I change the subject? No. Please. Can we do media? No. I've got a media corner that I really want to do. Oh. So do I. Off you go. Wow, I don't have anything. Go ahead. I'll find something while you guys talk. Media Corner. Media Corner. Media Corner. Media Corner. That's good. So, Media Corner, I've got one. Now, 
There's a little bit of a story that leading up to this. Hmm. Uh, I was on holiday. Here we go. <laughs> I was playing with my I was playing with my son Benjamin, mm-hmm. and uh, as you do, you a bit of hijinks. Martin, let this be a warning to you. At the same time, I decided I would. He was laying in bed, and I decided I'd sneak up on him and surprise him. So I sort of snuck into the room and sort of dive bombed, dive bombed onto his bed. When he wasn't, when he wasn't, didn't know I was coming. And so Who's he went, the child oh. here? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he jumped. He jumped as, it, as I dive-bombed and lurched backwards, which caused his head to come into contact with my jaw. Oh. And my teeth crunched together and I chipped my front tooth. Oh, no. That'll teach you to sneak up on people, won't it? Uh, uh-huh. There's a, there a bit of a... <laughs> a chunk missing out of my front tooth And I was like well Looks like I'm going to the dentist tomorrow <laughs> So I booked a booked an appointment With the dentist My my regular dentist wasn't there So, But I was like I just need to get this dealt with Because it's sharp and it's uncomfortable So I'll just book in with like whoever Random dentist at the same place I go to This is media corner correct? I just want to double check It is, it okay. is. I'm getting okay. it it's, it's, it's a, I'm building The dentist Right, I never met him before. Sit down and it's kind of like chit chat. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, well, I'm taking my five year old son who did my tooth and my older boy. I'm taking them to the the wrestling on the weekend. He's like, ah, oh, cool, fun. I like wrestling. I was like, yeah, I, I, I've always kind of watched it. Then me and my me and my dentist, the dentist that I'm cheating on with my actual dentist. Suddenly, I realised this dentist is really cool. And he knows all about the wrestling. Oh. And we're talking like 90s WWF, WWE. Yeah, we're talking about all the classic wrestlers. The Rock, Stone Cold, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yeah, the list goes on, right? Man, this dentist, I seriously, he's a cool dude. And then he was telling me, he's like, if you like wrestling, you'll really like this show on SBS. So, oh, okay, do you tell. It's called... He said it's called the dark side of the ring. And it's a wrestling series where they go in and tell like the real life stories of what happened in WWFE wrestling through from like the 1950s through to sort of almost present day. And so I was like, okay, good, good. Thanks, dentist. He did a great job fixing my tooth. Bang up job. So well done. And then I went home and I've been binging Dark Side of the Ring on SBS On Demand. This thing is amazing. It's got it's got all the wrestlers you want to, you want to hear. It's got Mick Foley does it like a, a Mankind, you know, Cactus Jack, Mick Foley. He does a piece the camera talks about it. They talk about um, the Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. They're going into all these stories. There's one coming up on Benoit, who went totally crazy because I think too many drugs. That is one thing you'll pick up with wrestling. Always too many drugs. It's the root of all problems. That's shocking. Nice pun. You had a different root of a problem. So, Dark Side of the Ring. So good. If you are at all interested in wrestling, which I am, um, then you want to watch this. If you're in Perth and you're really into wrestling, not only do you want to watch this, you want to go to the next EPW show. Uh, my, me and my boys, I took my wife this time, loved it. 
to the point where even my nine-year-old boy got a cup, he got a chant going and he uh, made crowds laugh with some one classic one-liners. So I was just like stoked. He's getting into it. Wrestling, EPW, fantastic. Dark side of the ring, media corner, get on it. Come in for a dentist, leave with a friend. Uh, I discovered this interactive documentary on SBS On Demand, and it's only available, I found out, on the iOS and tvOS apps. You can't watch it on the website through the sbs.com.au website or whatever. Um, It's an SBS On Demand interactive documentary called Are You Addicted to Technology? And it's hosted by this guy called Dr. Kim Lee. I hadn't heard of him before, but he's an Australian psychiatrist. And it's this relatively short interactive documentary where there are clips that are shown to you in these different chapters with this overarching theme of taking the red or the blue pill of the matrix to discover how you're addicted to technology. But between each chapter, you have to answer interactive survey questions with your Apple TV remote to fuel the next thing and get a rating. So it's really interesting. Have you named your son after a famous computer? That wasn't a question, but it should have been because (laughs) at the end, my rating was low addiction to technology. And I answered the questions honestly, yes, because when you watch it, um, if you do watch it, you'll find that a lot of it seems to be like common sense. Like you go, well, I know that I shouldn't have this or I shouldn't be overusing social media, but it's a nice summary. If anyone's out there who goes, maybe I use things too much. Maybe I want to understand a bit of the psychology bit because they talk about some experiments to show uh, the release of cortisol when you receive push notifications, for example. And it's just a really interesting thing to gain some perspective or maybe share with people who aren't as aware of their own technology usage. So I was really interested to see what is a viewer driven. What was it like Bandersnatch? Is that what it was? That Black Mirror thing or something? Yeah, Yeah, I never did that or watched it, but it was interesting to see like an SBS Australian documentary where you fueled the content with your own answers and then were compared with the national average. So I hope people outside Australia could look at it, but we'll try to provide a link. I'd have to go with a game again. I've been playing a lot of games and streaming stuff on Twitch a lot lately, um, which has actually been very interesting in the sense that there have been a lot of nice people, which I didn't think existed on the internet, but they do. Um, yeah, they've just been interested in what I was playing and, and talking to me about it in a nice way. And that was, um, very strange considering I was on the internet and Apple arcade. I talked about earlier, um, the two new games came out recently, uh, and one of them in particular called Wonderbox, which is now the second time that word has been used during this episode in a different context. Um, it's just a really fun game of kind of exploration and building you can create it's like a sandboxy kind of thing where you can create your own adventure level things that other people can play it's only on apple t uh sorry apple arcade which is kind of interesting in the sense that it's the most built out infrastructure wise game that i've seen on ios in general that is on no other platform there's no cross-play with Xbox. It's It came to Apple Arcade. That's the only place it is. Yet there's this whole back-end infrastructure of level creation and multiplayer uh, across, the, across the internet that I just didn't know was possible with just being on Apple platforms So and within the confines of, uh, of Apple Arcade. So I thought that was pretty interesting that so much could be done with this platform leading me to believe even more like 
there's really something here with this Apple Arcade. Let's let's keep the gas on this thing because I think there's something really important that could happen with this platform in terms of another gaming platform. But anyway, yeah, Wonderbox is on there. So if you have Apple Arcade, you have it already. Um, and if you don't have Apple Arcade, you can get it relatively easily. And I really think this is a, it's a really fun and interesting game for really any kind of player because there's all kinds of levels. There's adventure, there's puzzle, there's kind of, you know, if you're into really difficult, you know, death run type, you just have to keep dying until you get through a level kind of stuff. There's that as well. So it's, it's really, uh, it's really fun. I like it a lot and I stream it pretty much constantly. So if you want to see it played, just go watch my Twitch thing and say hello. Is it the building that appeals to you? Well, what stands out? It's the the art the art style I really really appreciate and like. It's very it's very thoughtfully done. You can tell that the developers and artists worked very close together to create this and it's very much a passion project game. You know, like if you're you're in a world and there's music going, the music's great and you walk through water that covers your head, it gives the like kind of the the sound changes and sounds like you're now underwater kind of thing where it's the little, you didn't have to do that, but doing that tells me that you're really paying attention to everything that's going on in the environment. Um, And everything's based in this kind of cube that you can spin around basically. So you're in the little world, but you can like, you kind of have this, this, otherworldly view and spin the thing around to get to see different sides of it because there may be something you need to go through and then spin it around and now you're on the other side thing so it's it's a very interesting uh mechanic i guess i would say i've played a little bit of it and i thought it was really fun i really enjoyed it um i played it until then my ipad battery went flat I was like, go, go play my level and give it a heart thank you Oh, no, my, my emergency one was Super Mario Party. Funny you mentioned that because my emergency one was also a video about Mario, and I'm not joking. <laughs> wow. Well, you have to do Quick them both now. I won't, take, I, I won't take a huge amount of time. It's, uh, I don't know if either of you have heard of Great Big Story. They do all those videos. No, you haven't heard of it? It's like this channel. I think they have a separate site from YouTube, but I generally watch it on YouTube. And they have all these little historical or explainer videos or things you didn't know about anything from an animal to a piece of pop culture and they talk to the uh the guy who is actually the voice of mario and he's on there explaining the story about how he came to do the role the voice acting role really fascinating i won't ruin any of it because it's a relatively short video but uh yeah it's just like when you see clips of the voices behind the simpsons and you go that just looks odd and i'm not even a mario fan really i didn't grow up with it although of course i know who he is but it's just so in like uh scanned into your brain to see this guy doing the voice you go that just looks wrong but kind of fascinating so that's that's a good one does he say it's a me a mario oh yep he says all of it yeah it's great It's me, Mario!